Hi friends, I'm Shelly, a military wife and a mother of two. Hello, I'm Paula, missionary in Puerto Rico. Paula, I'm Cindy, missionary to Mexico for the last 30 years. And we're so glad you listening friends are coming along with us each week on this journey of discovering what really matters in life from a biblical and a practical perspective. Hope you all have had a great start to this new year. Some of you might really get into setting resolutions or goals, and others of you may have an attitude of c'est la vie, more of an attitude of that's just life. But I really believe that as children of the Most High God, He desires more from us than just an attitude of whatever. God intentionally created each and every person to be an influencer. And whatever our sphere of influence, we do influence, whether it's done intentionally or unintentionally. And so today we'd like to chat about being an influencer. Can you friends think about someone who influenced you? Maybe what stood out in your mind about them? For me, um, there are many people who have influenced, whether it be um, positive or whether it be negative, um, you know, different. I used to wear mixed matched clothes really bad, uh, stripes, stripes with polka dots or stripes and flowers or colors that didn't even match. And many times, you know, I would spend a lot of time with adult ladies and whether I was child caring for their children or at their house, just because I like to be at their house. And, and one day one lady said, you know, Paula, you're, you really shouldn't wear stripes with polka dots, you know, do a solid. If you have a print, then do the other piece solid. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I ever really realized how you match clothes. <laughs> I mean, it's something that is so, so it should be right there that it's automatic, but, um, but in my mind it wasn't. And so, you know, she influenced the way I was able to match my clothes, you know, after that, I'm very, very thankful because mm-hmm. you all would be embarrassed to see me with my mixed mesh clothes. <laughs> a very silly, simple means, but to this day, I remember her, and, I, and I'm grateful that she, that she, you know, took the time to explain that to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. And probably the way she said it to you uh, had a big influence on you, right? If she would have come at you in a mocking, scornful attitude, then you would have been put off. But probably the kind, gracious, friendly way that she talked with you about <laughs> your right. color schemes right. helped. Yes, yes, exactly. Because, you know, she could have told me in a very snobby way, mm-hmm. but um, but she was very kind and truthful, but, you know, but kind about it. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, so even our tone of voice, how we talk to other people. Um, that's a big influence. Um, I can think of two people and I guess that would be um, Mary Hamrick. And I, um, you know, over the years, she's just been a real good influence for, um, I always liked her way of, uh, you could tell that, you know, she really took the time and, and, um, took God's word and just pulled it apart and spent, spent the time praying too, because I think, um, if, if, you know, I know someone that the Lord answered their prayers, it would be her, you Mm. know, and so, um, her influence. And then of course my pastor, you know, just seeing him live out his Christianity day by day and being real, 
you know, because I think that's what you, we need so much need in today's world. Not only that we have the knowledge, but that we're real and that um, we love people where they're at. So, yeah, that's pretty neat. So even her prayers, you know, when we pray for people or we pray about situations, we're being an influencer, right? Because and we don't know the far reaching results of that. We don't know how much our prayers will influence even the heart of God or influence the fact that we are praying. People see that or hear it and it will make an impact on them. Like Paula, you brought out um, Daniel, I think, in one of our episodes and how Daniel in the Bible, he did what he did every day where he would go and pray three times a day. And that was an influence on the people who saw him. He was faithful. So Right. And be- yeah. And because of his godly character, it did change the heart of the king. And mm-hmm. so he definitely was an influence to the people there in, in Babylon. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I was telling a, a silly, a silly example, but there have been, you know, many other people who have, who have just been an encouragement. You know, many times as a young person, you know, I just felt like I was in this journey alone as a young person. But, mm-hmm. but there are several people, several adults who did come along the side and were just a real encouragement. And, through their encouragement, they're able to make an impact and influence me in the right direction. Um, so, so yes, they're, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of taking time to listen to people. Mm-hmm. Being a Barnabas in someone's life, um, coming alongside, like we saw Barnabas so many times do. And, you know, a lot of times he took people that other people didn't really see the value in, in their life. And he came alongside, encouraged them. And, you know, obviously we see through those accounts that those people amounted to something because he took that t- extra time to encourage. Yeah, exactly. Very good. That's what I was saying, Cindy. Exactly what I was saying. Thank <laughs> you very much. Yep. And so by being an influencer, you kind of need to know what you're influencing people about, right? You need to not necessarily be a subject matter expert. But you need to understand what you're telling people, right? If you want people to listen to you and you want to be an influencer, then you need to know what you're talking about. Otherwise, they're just going to blow you off and not want to listen. So just so many people, I mean, my mind is flooded with those who have influenced me positively and negatively. And even being that positive influence with the Bible, right? The Bible says, be ready to give an account to every man that asketh a reason of the hope that lieth within you with pride and arrogancy? No, but it says with meekness and fear. And so we need to be subject matter experts in the things of God, right? And in the Bible, because we're going to influence people in a positive way or a negative way. And if we come across like we don't know what we're talking about or we don't understand God's word, then they're not going to understand it and they're not going to be interested. So it's all a matter of knowing what we want to influence people with. Well, and not only knowing it, Shelley, but also living it. Mm -hmm. Because we can know God's word, but then not live God's word. So then definitely people are not going to 
take our advice if we tell them, you know, the God says we need to trust in the Lord with all thine heart. But then when something comes, we start to panic and they see us panicking. Okay, yeah, Paula, what happened to trust in the Lord? Right. You know, so we need to live the word, not just know it, but we need to be doers of the word and not hearers only, as James says. Yeah, that's excellent. Very true. Like our let your conversation be without covetousness, um, your lifestyle, your behavior. You know, wives who maybe have husbands that are not following the Lord. Well, by their conversation, they will be an influencer, right? If they're a godly making that godly impact or not. I think of Matthew 5, verse 13, that says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It's henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and be trodden under the foot of men. And there was a time way back when storekeepers would measure out salt. And if they were dishonest, they might add in some other mineral similar to the qualities of salt. Um, the buyer would not discover those fake elements in the salt until it became wet. And so when moisture would come in contact with the minerals, the good salt would dissolve. But the fake salt or mineral would remain. And so the influence of that fake salt was also influencing the taste of the food. A bitter, gritty-like texture was left behind. But the pure salt would have a very savory flavor to the taster. And I think that pureness of salt would make a huge difference when added. Now, practically speaking, how do we influence others? Do we leave behind an unsavory, bitter taste when people have been around us? Or do we create more of a craving for God or for good? Do we influence others to desire more of the Christ-like spirit we're exhibiting? Or do we want to show off ourselves? Or do we want to show off Jesus? So I think really our motive as well. Why do we want to be an influencer? Um, I think that has a big part of being that influencer for good or for evil. Well, yeah, there is. Um, I was just talking with a friend who's a science teacher and she was saying something about how important it is that we have salt in our body. In your blood, you have to have enough salt. You know, without that salt in your body, you are not going to be healthy. And um, so it is important to have that salt because yeah. it's a mineral. So that's good. Just having that right balance, correct? If there's too much salt in the body or too much salt in a substance, then it's going to be bitter. So just finding that right balance. Um, I think coming back to... The verse that says Colossians 1.18, and it says that in all things he might have the preeminence. So if we are lifting up Jesus, it will be balanced. Our influence on others will be balanced because we're not going to be on the balance beam or we're not going to be on the teeter-totter getting everything out of balance because we want to be recognized. But it's all about him. And I think yeah. moving forward in 2021 with our podcast, that's our desire, right? Our buzzword could be influence. And how are we going to do that in 2021 is by lifting up Jesus, that in all things he would have the preeminence, like Colossians 1.18 says. An intentional influence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> double I, double I. <laughs> so, so we need to create t-shirts. We'll do that. Create t-shirts and uh, 
any of you listening, if you would like to uh, be that intentional influencer with us on It Does Matter, <laughs> we'll hook you up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. To be that influential influencer, you know, the first place we got to start is by us being connected to to the one that's going to create influence on others. Because I think a lot of times, you know, we do so much in our flesh. We do so much um, where it's about us. And, you know, I think um, one of the things that I learned during a, a period of my time that was maybe harder in that is sometimes God just wants us to be still and know that he's God. And mm-hmm. as we know him as God, and as we um, let him fill us up, then we become a almost like a pipe that can um, his love can th- flow through us. And I think I thought about it a lot this um, week because I was with two different families. And unfortunately, they have been through some really hard times um with other other fellow Christians, and today, unfortunately, they're they're far away from the Lord. And I thought, you know, Lord, help me to stay in tune with you, so that when I am with people, my flesh doesn't influence them, and my flesh doesn't hurt them. But rather, you're the one that speaks through me. And you know, this this Christmas, I had an example of that of I had. You know, one of the mothers of one of my clubbers just really get upset about a few things. And, you know, I get in, you know, want to defend myself and that kind of thing. And finally, I came down to, you know what, what she's bringing up is not an issue that I want to cause a division so I can't have a chance to minister to her child. Mm -hmm. And so I had to decide, you know what, what she's saying probably is a judgmental attitude that shouldn't be there. But at the same time, I'm not going to let her attitude influence my ability to minister to her child. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we've really got to really look where we're in tuned, you know, and make sure that we're, we've taken that time to, to be filled with his love so we can minister his love. Yeah, very true. Oh, we can look at 2020, you know, um, just the virus situation. Mm -hmm. You know, that's exact situation of that of, you know, we can look at as negative or we can also look at the positive that came about. What was positive that came about? You know, the gospel has been spread over the the over the Internet like never before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just this morning. This is really a cool example of what you're talking about there, Cindy. But just this morning, I heard of a little friend who asked Jesus to come into his heart and save him. And do you know what the influence had been in his life? Well, the family went to homeschooling because of the school situation, and they were using a Christian curriculum video series, just that daily influence from his Christian teachers it made an impact on his little heart and he prayed and asked Jesus to be his savior so it's really exciting to know that there's one more child who has been brought into the kingdom of God you know he just has that tender heart to want to um to follow Jesus and so thinking about all the people that influenced that decision right 
there's the teacher on video. There are the parents who chose to go with a Christian homeschool video curriculum. Um, and then the ones who are taking the video, the ones who prepared the school materials, the books and the people who are mailing out those videos. I mean, the, it just ripples out, right? And so we don't know how we are going to influence someone in that positive way and ultimately snatch them from the fires of hell, right? Because they make a decision to follow God with their heart. So the level of influence is varied and it's far reaching. We don't really know how far reaching. Well, we know that the Holy Spirit, you know, continues to draw mm -hmm. and the word the the word which is a seed that's planted in our hearts and our lives and how that that we can continue to water that truth by encouraging and by teaching and by speaking and showing mm -hmm. uh, truth you know and that the Holy Spirit you know continues to work in the heart of each person and each individual as they go through life trying to figure out what's going on and where are they going and how to handle life in general. I got a cool example that um, one of the people, I was in Pueblo, Mexico for a little bit, and one of the people that I met there was a lady, a lady named Carmen. And, you know, I had witnessed to her many times and that kind of thing and just couldn't seem to get through um, the plan of salvation. That, And so later on, I learned that she lost a, a youngster, um, her baby girl at seven years old from a brain tumor. And so mm -hmm. I started to talk to her and that, and I, I finally spent some time and I said, you know what, Carmen, let's go ahead and pray and ask the Lord to take away that pain um, that you have, that you lost your baby. And of course, um, I also, you know, in that prayer, we asked, Lord, am I angry at you? And she, you know, she cried for 45 minutes, you know, and I said, you know what, can we just give all that, that hurt and anger to, to the Lord? And she did that. And then from there, you know, I walked back into salvation and she immediately accepted the Lord. <laughs> and I said to her, you know, talking about influences, um, I said to her, Carmen, I've talked to you many times about the Lord. Why, why didn't you accept it up until now? And she said, well, they promised me that if I had enough faith, my baby would be healed. <laughs> my baby wasn't healed. After my baby died, then they said God was punishing me. And so, of course, that influence was, of course, she wasn't going to want to receive the Lord because she was angry at, you know, who she thought took, you know, her baby away. Mm -hmm. But the story doesn't end there because, you know, through her loss of her baby, through different situations she'd been through, she had been going to a psychologist. And I I forget how many years. I think it was at least three years she had been, you know, weekly going to see the psychologist. She goes the next week. And the psychologist is like, what happened to you? And she's like, well, I've been talking to this lady and this and that. And he's like, you have really changed. <laughs> and, you know, she went on to talk a little bit more. And then she said she came to me that week and she said, well, my psychologist wants to meet you. And I'm like, OK, you know, and she went back the next week. And the psychologist said to her, what has happened to you? He said, you're just not the same person. <laughs> and so, you know, from there, uh, she shared again that we had been talking. And he's like, well, I want her to come and teach my clients. And I looked at when Carmen told me the story, I said, <laughs> Carmen, you need to go back to your psychologist and say, tell him I do not use psychology. You know, I use the Bible. That's my basis in that. And 
she goes back to him and shares and he she he's like well you've changed so much i need to know what's happened and so long and short of that is i had a chance to go and teach 13 of his clients of course he, he sat in the back of the classroom and just sort of glared at me you know and after I was finished, the people were like, oh, that was so good. And that, and they're like, we need to have her back next week. And the psychologist was like, no, we've got this on the calendar. This, we've got that on the calendar. <laughs> and the psychologist, uh, or I mean, the people said, no, no, we need her back. And again, the psychologist said, well, we have a busy calendar. Well, they kept on pushing him to the point of finally I had to come back the next week. Mm. Where I'm going with that is here we have a lady that once, once unsaved, the Lord has healed her pain and the psychologist that she's worked with um, for so many years doesn't understand the healing that she's got in a matter of seeing me two or three times, you know, and the reason wasn't, of course, you know, um, because of what I'd done, it was because the Lord could heal her pain, but just her influence that she had. And to this day, you know, I'm not in that area anymore. She continues to bring me people um, to talk to them about the Lord. She's not as well, you know, that well versed in being able to share with them, but her testimony of where she was and where she is today has been the influence of seeing something different. Yeah, that's awesome, Cindy. <laughs> and and you allowed the Holy Spirit to influence you, right? First of all, your heart was open to allow the Holy Spirit to influence you. And God used that in a way that then you could just be that conduit, just be that pipe where the Holy Spirit could flow through you and you could influence other people. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And she was a tough cookie because, you know, I had been working with her for at least four months. So she was a toughy, tough cookie. That only God could crumble, right? Exactly. <laughs> that only God could break and use the pieces to just disperse to other people and help them. So that's pretty cool. Very neat story. Well, influencers, that's what we are. And so listening friends... Think about the ways you are being an influencer. Is it positively? Is it negatively? Um, our tone of voice, the words we use, the timing, even our facial expressions or what we write to other people. It's influencing others, whether it's intentional or unintentional. And you might say, well, I'm not in a leadership position, but all of us are an influencer in some way. We can influence people even when we are not in a leadership position. You might have grandchildren, or you might have neighbors, or you might have friends, other people that you do influence, even the people that you are shopping around. People see us. They see what we do. So our buzzword for 2021, intentional influencers and just that in all things, Christ might have the preeminence. So go out there and be bold. Go out there and be intentional. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> One of the wisest men who ever lived was King Solomon, and he definitely was an influencer, right? In his book of Ecclesiastes found in the Bible, Solomon talks about sorrows and the futility of a life without God. And in his concluding verses in the book of Ecclesiastes, King Solomon says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. 
Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Until next time, look to the Lord, because it does matter. See ya. Adios. Bye-bye for now.